go home. Go home. Go home. And welcome to episode 84 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedour, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushaka. Brian, yeah. how are you doing today? I'm good. Hey, Streets of Rage 2, not on the PlayStation 4. Nope, but it's on the 3DS. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have a 3DS, so I don't give a fuck. I own that, co- I have the, that game on like every console that I own mm-hmm. that it's come out on. That's good. I bought it on 360, I bought it on PlayStation 3, I got it like on everything. I don't care. It's my favorite game of all time. I'll buy it over and over and over. You keep putting it out, I'll keep fucking buying this thing. I don't give a shit. I was doing suck it to Sony because they didn't fucking put it up, fuckers. You're grounded. Don't ground me. Fuck you. You're grounded. No. Yeah. Shit. Yep. Suck it. That's right. Episode 84. It's cold in San Diego. We're both wearing nice sweaters. We're both, if you guys are watching this on YouTube.com slash Eric Bedour, we're both handsome looking boys right Mm -hmm. now. Are you looking at the weather right now? I I just want to see what temperature it is. What's the temperature? Because what we call cold uh-huh. is... 63. 63. Boom. I don't like it. That's about as cold as I ever want it to get. hmm So, uh, Stevie B is visiting from England. Um, I He's said that it's cold, too, so... Yeah. What does that say to you? Merry old England. Merry old England. Jolly old... Dolly old Pip. That's... If you guys can't see it, Brian's doing a little dance. That's nice. Drink your <laughs> chum. Um, as you can see, we're back in our headquarters of my house. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter. Uh, welcome back, Connor. And Victor, the Ascension. Whoa, back to NXT. <laughs> against Chad Gable. And against against who? A- against Chaga and J. Joe. Against Chaga and... Chaga, 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 J. Joe. <laughs> you guys can let them know we said that. Yep. That's fine. I mean, honestly, you don't have to let them know. They already watched this. Yeah. So... I mean, this is the face that I make when I know people watch. <laughs> what? That's gross. No. <laughs> it's a bit apish. I'm aping right now. Yeah. I think that means that it means I'm like ready for like a fight or something. Is it? Or is that when I show my teeth? This means we're aggressive. It doesn't mean we're happy. If this is the if you're listening to the audio version, you don't know what the fuck kind of face we're making. This face is for you. You fucking person listening to this. it's uh Michael listening to this on your iPod and your fucking Dad's in your fucking 19, 1999 Toyota Corolla, fucker. Yeah. That's a specific call out. This spuds for you. <laughs> how come how come they never did a Spuds McKenzie this spuds for you like nostalgia type thing? I don't know. I was looking up Mac tonight. Uh-huh. Hey guys, this is a professional wrestling podcast and we will talk about professional wrestling, but I was looking up Mac tonight. Uh-huh. Remember the Crescent Moon guy from the McDonald's commercials from like the early 90s? Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. so he's a spokesman uh-huh. for McDonald's in the nineties. Uh-huh. And then he was sued like, like they sued McDonald's to say, Hey, you can't do this anymore, but he can be used internationally, but not in the United States. Cause all I've been saying for like the last two years is make a fucking Mac tonight, Super Bowl nostalgia, bullshit commercial. And people will go bonkers for that motherfucker. And guess what? They can't. It's illegal. Why? I don't know. Some lawsuit. They said that he like ripped off somebody. Huh. I don't know. The that moon? fucking moon? Yeah. Yeah, Jay Emerton in the chat on twitch.tv slash Eric Bedour. The fucking moon, bro. Yeah, bro. The crescent moon, bro. Yeah. He fucking, he drove in a car in space 
and he ate McDonald's because McDonald's was open late. This is back at a time where McDonald's was not open late, like mm. it closed. Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's closed. Mm-hmm. Like it was, oh, it's like seven at night. McDonald's is closed. What the fuck? Yeah. And because uh, you would, like my friend Matt Luna would have birthday parties there. Yeah, remember when having birthday parties at fucking McDonald's? All the people listening to this? No, they don't. No, I was talking to you. <laughs> the only person I know would remember this. Yep. I went to a couple birthday parties at a McDonald's. Yep, they got fun. No, uh, it probably wasn't, honestly. It, like, if you go back and th- really, like, really think about it, it probably wasn't that good. I had a, I had a play place. It was great. <laughs> it was fun. It was like um, Chuck E. Cheese life. Fast food in the 80s, really different from fast food in the 90s. Fast food in the 90s, that's when America, like, really started getting fat. Yeah. America really started getting fat around, like, like 90, we'll say, like, 93. We went into, like, a like a Nirvana-type depression, and we yeah. just wanted cheeseburgers. Well, we got off the cocaine, so. That's true. All the neon glitz and glamour left us tired and hungry for cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. You guys ever been out at uh, two 2.30 in the morning, all the clubs and all the bars have closed, and all you want is that hot dog across the street or a gyro, and if you're in, or if you're in Canada, some poutine... Or if you're in, what, what's like a specific... Seattle? Like, well, I already said hot dog. Well, uh, Seattle dog's not. Uh, if you're in Philadelphia, a cheese steak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, if you're in San Francisco, a slice of pizza. If you're in New York, a, a hot pretzel. If you're in, uh, if you, you know what? If you're in Miami, a Reuben sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That's lo- what you want. That's what, we're, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean. Guys. Welcome to the Go Home Show, your number one source for Reuben sandwich talk. Uh, personally, I'm anti-Reuben. That's just me. I agree. There you go. And that ends this segment of Reuben Talk. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Go Home Show. Uh, no, no more, that closes the chapter on Reuben Talk. If you missed this segment, we'll be on Snack Taku this Thursday at 7 p.m. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Goddamn stupid website. <laughs> We're fucking pro wrestling journalists. Fucking goddamn stupid. Uh... Brian, anything happen going over? Uh, anything happen in the world of professional wrestling? Uh, I mean, let's see. We, we'll talk about the obvious thing of Seth Rollins getting injured. He got injured as fuck. Yeah, he really follows in the footsteps of Triple H. Tore his ACL and his MCL. He's out six to nine months. Let me be the first to say, if he's back in, in six months, that's fucking insane. He'll be back in six months. Bull fucking Shit. How long was Triple H gone for? He tore his quad. Totally different. He had surgery, like totally different type mm. shit. That he tore both sides of his knee all up. He yeah. blew out his knee fully. There I, is no way he is back in six months. Mark, mark these words. Mark the words that I just said. Mark them. Mark them right now. Mark them down, Mark fuckers. Uh, really, like he will not be back in time for WrestleMania. He will not. He, he will not. And if he is, it's going to be a run-in cameo so that he can run back out and then maybe like yep. tease for a month or two, mm-hmm. which would be cool if they're going to bring him back as a heel, but I figure this is a good way to bring him back as a face. Oh, I definitely think he's coming back as a face. Don't, I mean, don't you? I mean... Does that not make total sense? It makes complete sense. What better way to bring him back? Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, yeah, that that's a real bummer because his title reign was actually one of my favorites in the, in the last 10 years. Oh, I thought he was booked so fucking poorly, but I still liked him on my TV every time. Yeah, he was he was booked really poorly, but, you know, he came out actually in a uh, looking good, not mm-hmm. dropping the title to anybody. Right. And injury is the thing that made him drop the title, and he never lost it. He had to just forfeit it. Yep. So that's cool. I'm really excited that he's going to be, you know, back at some point and mm-hmm. uh, strong. 
Um, and then hopefully a face because I'd like to see him. Uh, I'd like to see him as a face for a while. Yeah, I think I think that'll happen. So uh, the total knee blown out shit means that everything gets rewritten, and WWE has an open book on creativity. Mm-hmm. Hey Brian, let's see what they do with it when we go over Raw later tonight. Oh yeah, let's. Um, also, I wanted to talk about uh, New Japan Power Struggle. I haven't oh, watched yeah. it yet. I'm ve- I'm very excited to watch it. I have to find the time, which I I don't have any time really haven't for. had a lot of time to no. watch wrestling um, recently so i'm not sure what's gonna happen uh in power struggle i'm really excited uh what i've heard coming out of it though is that uh, hanma and ishii had a match for uh the never open weight title yeah i heard it was uh, really good ishii is the stone pitbull like the big motherfucker with like the thick ass neck Jesus Christ. Uh, i'm hearing like match of the year shit like they're killing each other really yeah uh, oh, but man. ishii went over and i thought it's spoilers i really don't care uh so i heard really really good things about that i'm really excited to see where that goes um sakuraba and okada teamed up against uh, shibata and tanahashi the match ended, and then Okada and Tanahashi kept going at it and going at it and going at it, like mm-hmm. grudge match style. Hell yeah. And uh, fought all the way to the back. So, very fucking cool. Uh, Carl Anderson lost to Nakamura uh, in the main in in what appeared to be a really incredible match. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good. I heard this tag match that was happening with the, the Tanahashi, Shibata, Okada, uh, Sakuraba match was, like, fucking awesome. But the uh, the Carl Anderson Nakamura match was really, really good. Mm-hmm. The match ends, uh, I think Carl Anderson goes for a gun stun, and Nakamura turns it into an armbar, which is crazy. Wow. And uh, So Anderson lost, Nakamura wins, AJ Styles comes down, hands Nakamura the title, and says, keep it warm, I'm coming for it. So uh, that's going to be dope as shit. I'm really excited for that. That's going to be sick. I'm really, really excited for that. Cannot wait. That's going to be like... That's going to be some crazy cool fucking shit. I'm really, really excited. Um, so, yeah, there, there you go. New Japan Power Struggle. Hopefully we watch it soon, and uh, hopefully we can make some time. Yeah. Honestly, we just don't have any of it, so Mm-mm. we'll see. Um, anything else going on in your world of professional wrestling, Brian? Anything crazy going on? Not too much. Nothing? No. Not even one thing? No. I what mean, about two things? Uh, smoke two joints. What? Um, wow. That's Ray Mysterio. Um... Well, I mean, we all know. Cool, cool. Hey, guys, we all know. Hey, Brian, you want to give people a scoop right yeah, now? that was my scoop. What's your scoop? That was a secret scoop. Your scoop, your yeah. scoop is that Rey Mysterio, we all know? Yeah, he smokes two joints. <laughs> that was a secret scoop right there. There wasn't a lot of preamble to that one. Uh-huh. There wasn't... We just kind of... That was it. That right was under. all the... You didn't know game. it was coming. No, nobody knew it was uh-uh. coming. I didn't even... Hey, honestly, guys, I didn't even know it was coming. So neither, neither did Ray. There you go. <laughs> yep. There there you go. So we all know uh-huh. that's the scoop. <laughs> uh, have you watched a new episode of Breaking Ground yet? Uh I watched the second episode. I didn't right. watch the Me one too. on Monday. No, I, I watched the second episode also. I haven't yeah. watched the third one. Um Maybe I'll I'm watch ex- that tonight. <laughs> Falls fucking asleep as soon as this is done. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I like Breaking Ground though. Uh I thought the Dana Brooke episode was really funny. Yeah. Because the whole time, it's like, Dana Brooke is on the bubble, and if she does not get better, she's going to get cut. And I laughed out loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's going to, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, she's going to get cut. Yeah, definitely. She's on NXT every week. She's a fitness model. There's no way she's not, like, handpicked by Triple H. Come on. 
Yeah, oof, she doesn't improve. She might get cut. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. If if Brie Bella can still wrestle, fuck. <laughs> if if Eva Marie's sticking around, we'll talk about uh, that match. Hey, speaking of which, let's geez. let's get right in. Let's, let's get right into right NXT. In. How about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, NXT this week opens with Oscar versus uh, Cameron. What? Welcome back. Welcome Ti- back, Cameron. Tiny little tie. Uh-huh. Uh, my first note is, for why? Yeah. I agree. I think they just want to show everyone how good Asuka is. Yeah. Because she's putting on matches with Cameron and making them watchable. Oh, my God. It, Asuka is so incredible. <laughs> she, like, she grabs Cameron and, like, immediately takes her down into, a like, an arm bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... To the point where I went, how did that just happen? On a slap. Cameron slaps Asuka. Asuka grabs her arm, arm bar. Like, immediately. Also, I do want to point out this note that uh, uh, Bidoo Fun in the chat just said, I liked Asuka taking notes on the orientation class. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> it's like, it's her, a bunch of people I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what the fuck is his name from uh, CZW, PWG? Uh, I can't think of his fucking name. I keep wanting to call him Cliff, and it's not. Uh, fucking Christ. What is his name? This is going to kill me. Biff. Biff. Biff Busick. Thank you. Jesus Christ. All I could think was Cliff Compton's name. That's all. And Cliff Compton is not there. All I kept thinking, I'm like, Cliff Compton. Cliff Compton. Fuck. Biff Busick Why is just down the road. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Biff Busick is just like a few seats over and I'm like, they're both taking notes. I think Rick, I think Rick Swan was there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I don't, it was weird. Yeah. Very weird. Watching them like take notes in like this orientation. Like they're okay. So yeah, sure. Sammy Zayn there though. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Uh, so back to Oscar and Cameron, uh, someone in the chat said Cameron's shorts were short. They were. So was her tie. They were. What fucking year, man? Um, she used to come down to the ring with a compact. Yeah. And all I thought was, they figured it out for Tyler Breeze, and they didn't care enough to figure it out for her. <laughs> That's it. That's all. I just kept I just kept thinking that. Well, she's, she hasn't wrestled in a year. <laughs> right? On TV. Cameron got a little bit of offense in. Mm-hmm. Like, she got some heat on Asuka, which was insane. Yeah. Uh, but Asuka was so good that she was selling it like it, this is, like, legitimate. Yeah. Like, Cameron is really getting the heat on Asuka. I really like and then And then Asuka just uh, kills her with strikes and locks in the cross... Well, half locks in the crossface chicken wing. I hate when people can't take the crossface chicken wing. It's not hard. Mm-mm. You put your arm back like this, and then uh, somebody just wraps you up here, and then they they loop, and then they then they grab. Mm-hmm. It's This is the whole... This is all they have to do to you. Yeah. It's not hard. It, it like it looks so shitty. The crossface chicken wing looks so shitty. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Yeah. I just uh I, I want them to call it something else, but whatever. Oscar Lock. Just Lockska. Yeah, there you go. I, at the very least. If you're gonna go like just I don't You know. think that's better? Yes. Then then ju- there's the Emma Lock, there's the Oscar Lock. Like there's two moves where it's just their name and lock. That's all I'm saying. Like as long as okay. it's not just their name and no, lock. No, I can I can give you I can give you that. 
I can give you that. That that's all. That's all mm-hmm. that the issue is. Mm-hmm. But whatever, I, it doesn't matter because she's so, she's so incredible in the ring that yeah. it doesn't matter what the name of the move is. Exactly. Uh, I really liked a lot of the strikes in this match. She kept doing a butt butt. Yeah. Uh, she kept doing like the flying hip attack, I guess, and, and then uh, she would do like these spinning back fists and shit. Um, I like that she would taunt Cameron. Like yeah. she has, Oscar has like a lot of personality, and you don't really. I don't know. I wasn't expecting to see so much of it. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, we get a Carmella interview next. She says that Cass is out with an MCL, uh, torn, torn MCL, so he's out for a while. Yeah. Dash and Dawson interrupt. Dawson is, like, a really good promo. He really is. What happened? I, I don't know. These guys are really coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also, like, really baby-faced if he didn't have that. Uh-huh. Like, he has, like, such a round head. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect, it's, like, it looks so, like, soft and, like, rosy-cheeked. And then he has, like, the, he's got, like, the Lemmy going yep. on, and it looks good. But I thought this promo was really good. I thought they were making fun of, uh, making fun of Carmella and all this stuff and making fun of Cass and Enzo. And they had a wheelchair, and they said uh, villains are going to be in a wheelchair. That was really cool. I really like their promos. Their promos are a lot of fun. They they are, like, they're serviceable guys in the division. I think that you could call them up today, and they could be doing what the Ascension does, but better. I agree. That's what I think. But the Ascension fucking suck. No. Oh, sorry. No. What do you mean? They were God, they were just so much fun to watch on on NXT. Uh-huh. You remember how we would just give rave reviews about Ascension matches every week, guys? Yeah, guys, you remember? You remember how they would just come on and we go, guys, this is the team. What a great team. They're so much fun to watch. I love it. More, 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 please. Yeah, 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 whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Where did that come from? Fucking NXT. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking get it. It's uh, dumb. I like their look and I like their theme music. They have the best Tron. They do. It's cool. Illuminati shit. Yeah. Scary. Brian Kendrick get freaked fuck out. <laughs> Big in the conspiracy theories. You don't uh, say. <laughs> we get a J. Joe and Chaga promo. Uh, what'd you think of this Jason Jordan and Chad Gable uh, backstage interview uh, promo? Uh, I like that in NXT they give them uh, the opportunity to not have to go off script. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that even though it felt a little bit like, you know, just rough, mm-hmm. it still was a really fun and very personality-filled promo. Yep. So, so it got the point across, and that's all that matters to me. Yep. They... Like, they have fun with their gimmick. They have fun with each other. Mm-hmm. It's what you were saying last week. They are going to develop well together, and then they won't end up being together. Uh, as as good as they are as a tag team, uh, they don't have legs. Mm-hmm. But I, they're great right now. I think Chad Gable has a... has a I, I want to say he has a higher, higher ceiling. I think he's a more entertaining guy, but... I think just looking at the two and knowing who gets pushed and everything, Jason Jordan has a much higher ceiling. He's just not as entertaining. That's yeah. it. The best thing that ever happened to Jason Jordan is Chad Gable. Yep. Uh, 110%. Oh, absolutely. Um, because Jason Jordan has all the tools except for the charisma. Yep. He's great as a hot tag where he takes down the straps and just fucking throws his body all over the place. Yeah, and he is, man, he is so impressive with his movement in the yep. ring and his power. But, yeah, I don't know if he's going to go far yeah. uh, past this. But We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, they... They say, we're going to call out uh, the greatest tag team in NXT history. And then Chad Gable says, how how can we challenge ourselves? <laughs> Love it. 
And then he, they uh, had a little shout out to World's Greatest Tag Team. Uh-huh. It was Chad Gable goes, we're the World's Greatest Tag Team. And Jason Jordan, well, I, no, 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 no. World's Greatest Tag Team, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. So good. So good. Uh, uh, what a what a fun little what a fun little nod. And yep. then they challenge the Ascension. I love that they're going back and forth with each other. And then Chad Gable turns to the camera and is directly addressing the camera. Yeah, um, love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, something you don't see enough on WWE TV. Everyone's turned like like this, like three quarters, like I'm facing the camera, but like not talking to it. I'm like looking looking off, off. into like space. Yeah, I to, don't like it to deliver my promo. I don't like it. Hate that shit. Either look at the camera or look at the person you're talking to. Yep. Uh, next, we have the match of the night. Bull, uh, Bullfit versus Angelo Dawkins. Why are you shaking your head? Because I don't like, You I should like be it. shaking your head yes. No. Brian, why are you just high-fiving me incessantly? Like, you could, you could slow down, man. I know that you were really excited about this match. I was, like, and then the match started. <laughs> I just have, I just have one note. Slow. Yeah. Very slow. Back back to fucking the same thing that we had with Bull Dempsey. He, like, so excited for that character, and now it is the same bullshit matches. Fuck. Go away. His his finisher is gonna hurt him. He's gonna sit the fl- down. The flying sit down? The f- he's gonna sit down so hard he's gonna tear his ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's, he's really gonna do he's that. He's gonna tear his ass! That's great <laughs> no the chat sean and randy in the chat just said nobody won <laughs> oh, oh, oh man that is great bull fires up and then he does the flying sit down to angelo dawkins uh, as angelo dawkins is down on the mat uh, before the flying sit down sawyer fulton goes angelo move angelo you have to move get up move and then he gets sat on and then uh, Sawyer Fulton stands by the apron for a long time before finally going, feh, and walking out. Um, so let's see if a character gets developed. Maybe. Probably. Five stars. What? Yeah. Angelo Dawkins has two headbands. He does. That's I, I gave that match two and a half stars for every headband that was in that match. <laughs> I, okay, I can agree with that. That's Hey, man, you know what? According to the headbands, uh-huh. it's the curse of greatness. Yeah. The irony. The fucking irony. You know what's great? Angelo Dawkins was Uh a guy that I was excited about probably this time last year or a little bit farther back. Do you remember when he came out, he had, like, the glasses or something and then, like, a backpack and he did, like, all these... He kind of had, like, this swagger-type move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was Angelo Dawkins. And now he's wearing a singlet and he looks like an asshole. And not like, oh, this guy looks like a like a real heel. No, he just looks like a like a dumb asshole, and it's really a fucking bummer. It is because oh. that's because I feel like maybe he's got something. Now we wait and see. Yep, match of the year. <laughs> yeah, Vaude Villains interview. They say that they're gonna not be in a wheelchair. Ooh, they talked to an empty chair like Clint Eastwood. They did. I forgot about that. I didn't. That was. That was not as crazy as everybody made out made it out to be. Uh-uh. But also, if you had never seen any press about it and stumbled upon it, you would think it's fucking insane. <laughs> like, it got too much publicity, but also if you found it on your own, you would go, this is what a crazy person does. It was a fun time. It was, uh, it was, if people don't remember, it was Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair and then a whole auditorium clapping and laughing. 
It was weird. He did it in front of like a group of people. It was like a big group, yeah. and and everyone was like really into it. And just based on the description, go watch it because us selling it to you, mm-hmm. it's not as crazy as we make it sound. Yeah, but if you were to find it on your own, you would go, "Wow, this is fucking crazy." Yeah, and it was. There you go. It's like how, uh, like, if you had watched, like, Serbian film is so overhyped uh-huh. as, like, this is the most insane movie. Like, this is fucking gory snuff film shit. And then you watch it and you go, wow, that's pretty fucked up. But, like, I don't know. About that. But if you found Serbian film on your own, mm-hmm. you would go, this is the craziest fucking thing I think I've ever seen. Yep. And that is, there you go. There and, it is. And so go watch Clint Eastwood talk to a chair. The Vaudevillains. Uh, talk to a chair. That's the promo. Bailey. Bailey does a little interview with the Hype Bros, and they're going to have a fight. So, I was listening to... I wanted to bring this point up. Uh, I think Brian Alvarez had made this point, and I thought this was a great point. Uh, Usually, I don't like to repeat or reiterate what I hear on other podcasts, but... Mm -hmm. um, He made a point about, why does Bailey work in NXT? And why, you know, because, like... Little girls really like Bailey, and but like other people really like Bailey too. And like, why does this audience really like her? Mm-hmm. And she's like the underdog, and you know that that story makes sense. But he went this story with like Alexa and Bamf and uh, like Bailey and all this stuff. It all makes sense because when you boil it down, Bailey is like a nice girl who's like everyone's friend at school, mm-hmm. and then a mean girl comes along and is mean to her, mm-hmm. and she has two boys. Who help her be mean. Right. And Bailey's like, oh no, what am I gonna do? And then Bailey finds two boys who are like goofy and lovable mm-hmm. to be on her team, and it all boils down to like, oh, this really fucking makes sense. It does. I really like the booking for this. That it man, really cool. As much as I don't like Zack Ryder or yep. especially Mojo, Mojo Rally. Rally. Fuck man. But like, hey, whatever. It all works well. I think Bailey's gonna elevate them, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I love, like I said before, I love the focus or not the focus, but the equal the the equal uh, distribution of time for men and women yep. on NXT. It's yep. almost like there isn't a difference between the two. Yep. Um, oh, it's like they're all booked as wrestlers. I know what. That's crazy. Divas Revolution. Uh, that is the Divas Revolution, and it's yep. so cool because. I don't care about the hype bros, but I will watch yep. them in that match, and I'll be excited for yep. it. There you go. Jay Emerson in the chat said, so NXT is a high school drama. No. It is an elementary school drama. You boil it down yeah. to a likable girl, gets picked on by a mean girl at school, mm-hmm. like during recess, and then she has two boys who are like kind of hanging out with her or whatever, and they're making fun of the nice girl, and the nice girl finds two boys to, to like be her friends, and it's like, oh... It's not high school. It's it's lower than that. It's elementary school. But that's what happens when you boil everything down to like its essence. Yep. It makes sense. It works. It works. It's great. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that I called Bullfit and Angelo Dawkins the match of the year, but it was not. Uh, it was Eva Marie versus local competitor. Uh, her name is uh, Gian, Gian, Giano Daddio, I think. Mm-hmm. Gianna Daddio. And um, she... Uh, did her best to make this look very good. Congratulations to you. She, I thought she had a cool look. I think we're going to see more of her in yeah. the near, fu- near future because she's been like around. Yeah. She's in, 
I think, uh, Breaking Ground. I think you see her, like, in the background a couple of times, but she was in the Bullfit promos, too. Mm. Uh, that's where I recognized her from. Oh, yeah. Um, You're right. This match, I only watched because I wanted to see uh, Gianna, Gianno Daddio, or whatever her name is, uh, because I was very interested in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eva Marie, I don't... I'm not really sure. Uh, she's trying. Uh, I want to see Oscar versus Eva Marie so oh my bad. God. What? Oh God, that would be fun. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah, because then we will really see how good Oscar is. That's it. We will yeah. really, really see how good Oscar. We already know she's like the best person like in NXT. But to put her with Eva Marie and then carry her to like a serviceable match is really like when people used to say, yeah, Ric Flair could have a five-star match with a broom. I think Asuka might have to do that soon, and I'm very excited to see it. I'm really excited to see it. That'll be fun. The crowd's going to go fucking insane because it's going to be somebody that they cheer against somebody they boo out of the fucking building, and the person they boo out of the building is going to get hit with back fists so hard, and it's going to be awesome. But when I say so hard, not actually so hard. Wrestling. Uh, Eva does a running boot. Or no, I'm sorry. She does a boot, and then it uh, the crowd just starts chanting, what was that? Because the boot was so off. That was the only shot. No. They had to have had so many shots of that. They could have done it again. Because it's fucking taped. And they could have just said, hey, do that spot again. They didn't. Uh... They went, eh, good enough. Looked awful. Eva wins with a running sliding STO. Reverse STO. Uh-huh. Interesting move. I think that she should just use like a kneeling DDT. Yeah. Kick, kick the person's leg out, make them go to their knees and hit a DDT. Easy. Sure. Not going to do it. Um, so that was Eva Marie won. Match of the year. Boy, that, uh, that boot was something. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a crowd chant, what was that? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen directing try to find the most. The, that was the farthest camera. They picked the one on a jib, which they never pick in a match. It was just what's far away. What looks and, the best? And Giano Daddio, God bless you for selling it like you got shot. You did the best with what you had. God bless you. Ugh. You you worked hard, and I respect you for it. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe you will have a better match soon. I hope. Me I too. have high hopes for you. Me too. Um, we get an Emma interview with Dana regarding Asuka, and Emma says that she's going to beat up Asuka. And, Hell yeah. And that's pretty much it. I'm excited for that. Cruz versus Balor. It's main event time. Yes. For the NXT Championship. The face-off in the dark with two spotlights was the fucking raddest thing in this whole show. Yeah. Fuck, that was so cool. That was like, what a cool thing to separate your brand, to just do a different look, to give something like a different element. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. I loved that. Um, Cruz is in control early. They do some back and forth spots, which I really liked. Uh, Cruz hits a stall suplex. Uh, Balor hits the running penalty kick. A lot of back and forth. Cruz gets Inziguried off the top rope when he's seated there. I thought that was pretty cool. Balor dives. He hits his running chops in the corners. Um, 
There's a fallaway Samoan drop by Apollo Crews. I really like that. Goes for the Gorilla Press and the uh, the Moonsault, but Balor gets his knees up. There's that big lifting reverse DDT by Valor. Or Valor? By Balor. Uh, it's that uh, kind of like that reverse Bloody Sunday. Yeah. Uh, which looks really, really good. Hits the corner drop kick and goes for a coup de gras, but it misses. Cruz hits a bicycle kick, which looked fucking awesome, and then Balor hits his Pele kick. This match had me, like, on the edge of my seat. I was so into this it match. so much fun. I thought this was so contentious. I thought everybody gave and took really, really well. Yeah. I thought they both looked really strong. What a cool title match. They were working on something that was very cool. Mm-hmm. I thought, technically, this was an incredibly sound match. Yeah. I liked the storytelling in it, where Cruz was really keeping up, but... Being just barely outdone, like everything that he threw at Balor, Balor had an answer for. Yeah. And, and Cruz could just barely keep up, but like was keeping up. Yeah. And, and Balor was like holding his own, but at the same time, well, like, oh, this new guy, he's like, it's a lot stronger and faster and like doing this shit that I didn't expect. I thought the storytelling was really cool. God, I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Cruz is impressive, man. I can't believe that. Incredibly can- impressive. What a great match how can he move that way Mm -hmm. it's so crazy it was i thought this whole match had the crowd was into it uh the beginning intro was like super like it just sold me i was so into this just from go yeah where they both were in that spotlight in the dark it was just hey guys in case you forgot these two are the only thing that matter they face off and they just talk shit it's awesome fuck that was so cool that is the pageantry that I love mm-hmm. in wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's everything that I like about wrestling right there in one shot. Yeah. I just, I could not wait for this. Thought it was so cool. Then, after a very contentious match, which I'm excited to see a conclusion for in the future, Baron Corbin comes in, and he attacks Cruz and Balor, knocks them both around, and then takes Cruz out of the ring, starts beating the shit out of him, because Samoa Joe makes the save. Joe makes the save, and then attacks Balor. The fuck, Puts man. him up on the top turnbuckle. He's about to hit the muscle buster, and he says, I did this to you. I'm the one who did this to you. Hits the muscle buster. Joe stands with the title and then tosses it on to Balor. Awesome. Hell yes. Awesome. Fuck, that was cool. That was a really cool match. Yep. Everybody looks good. Yep. Two storylines have been created now because of this. So excited. Yep. Really excited for, like, their next TakeOver event, which is uh, probably after, like, their next round of tapings. Yeah. Uh, so, really excited to see what happens. I do my best to avoid spoilers for NXT. I try not to read them. I try not to see them. Yeah. I try not to check but, them out. Oh, me neither. Um, uh, but there you go. That was NXT. What did you think of NXT on a whole? Uh, it was it was a pretty good show. It was a great uh, reset show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of storylines are being uh, established really well. Mm-hmm. And I like that about NXT. You know, you kind of have... You're kind of forced to have two months to develop a story so that if something isn't working, you can kind of like, eh, let's tweak it, change it around a little bit. Yep. Or if it is, drag it out, make yep. it more emotional, make it more like depth. So I really love the way that NXT is giving people that um, that substance for the story. I agree. Uh, I thought this was a, uh, a kind of like a not very good show that was bookended by uh, two matches that I enjoyed. Yeah. The the opening match and the main event I thought were uh, worth turning worth tuning into and uh the rest was kind of meh. Except for the the J. Joe and Chaga promo, I thought the rest was kind of like eh, whatever. Yeah. Um but you can always expect at least like one There's there's match. always going to be one good match and everything is kind of booked around like the way NXT is written cuz it's pretty much booked around like 
hey, one big thing is happening tonight. There's one big match tonight. Uh, At least. What, oh, it's Joe versus Breeze. Joe versus Breeze. Joe versus Breeze. And then you get the match, and you're like, that was cool. Yeah. Ba- Balor Cruz, Balor Cruz, Balor Cruz, and you get the match. That was cool. Yeah. Everything is built into like, here's the one match, guys. Every the, all the angles, there's smaller angles that are happening over here, but the one big angle is happening right yeah. here. This is it's all right here. Here it is. It's right here. Here it is. I thought that was very cool, and I, I thought that uh, NXT is incredibly focused, I love and it. Uh, that is what I like so much about it. Um, uh, speaking of focused, it's Raw in in Manchester. I think that's how you say it. Stevie, was that right? Stevie B. Was I think it? I think you say Manchester. Yeah. Um, sounds right. That's a British accent. Yeah, I think it's... It's Raw! And uh, there's a title in the middle of the ring. It's the world title, and it looks it looks very sad to be there by, all by its lonesome, but don't worry. Dad will come out and talk about it. It's Triple H, and here comes Triple H, and he's Dad, and Triple H comes down, and he's greeted to a hero's welcome, and because he's not with Stephanie... He doesn't have to pretend like he uh, like he hates it, so he just stands in the ring and goes, ah, ah, and he wears it like a fucking blanket. He wears it. the cheers, the, he wears the cheers like his favorite jacket. He just wraps himself all up in it, and he goes, ah, mm, mm, stupid, mm, because that's all he ever wants to do. Guys, I'm Triple H, and I'm the heel, but also I'm the face, so cheer me. Yay! Yay! Fucking gross. I hate it. Yup. Yep. It's I don't like it at all. Nope. It's dumb. Uh, so he comes out and he says, "Thank you, Seth Rollins. You were a great champion." And everybody chants, "Thank you, Rollins." And then um, Reigns comes down and interrupts. And Triple H says, "Hey, man, it's really a bummer that you uh, that you were number one contender and now you uh, now you're not number one contender no more because." There's a 16-man title tournament that's going to culminate at Survivor Series, like Deadly Games 98, mm-hmm. which was uh, which was Survivor Series in 98. There is a Deadly Games tournament for the world title. Oh, there was? Yeah. that That's what I remember. I think oh, that was 98. Yeah. Um, Why? Who who got injured? I don't remember. I really don't remember like the circumstances. Probably Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. Uh, but Triple H says there's a 16-man tournament. And then you look at the bracket for the 16-man tournament, and it's, uh, you see how thin the roster is. That's it. Yeah, The Miz is on there. The Miz! Also, who who's vying for a number one contendership? Kalisto! And Titus O'Neil! What the fuck? And The Big Show! Alright. Neat. That's cool. Uh, Triple H says, hey, you don't, wanna ha- you don't have to be number one contender. Or you don't have to participate in this tournament. You're a number one contender. I can just uh, give you the title if you join the authority. And then they put the title on Roman Reigns Mm -hmm. on his shoulder, which I can't believe they fucking did. Everything about that is backwards to me. You don't have them even touch the title. We talked about this like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You don't even have them touch the title until they win it. That's what you're paying to see. Right? Yeah, unless they like grab it off the the heel and hold it up like and you're like ooh exciting that's what might happen like I Triple remember- H puts it on him mm-hmm. the crowd boos roundly <laughs> boo everywhere people fucking hate it yeah okay Triple H sa- uh, Triple H says yeah what do you think uh, before we considered Seth Rollins to be the future we consider we strongly considered you and then Roman Reigns says his seven words in this promo of I. Did, uh, why would I sell out to get something I already earned? And then Triple H said, okay, thanks for reminding me why I didn't fucking pick you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, your match is next. It's against Big Show. 
Big Show versus Roman Reigns is an opening round matchup. Uh, I refuse to watch this match. Brian just kept muttering, we promised. We promised to turn it off. We promised if they fought, we'd turn it off. We promised. The whole time, we promised. We promised to turn it off. I, I, I like, left the room. It was like, this match was like 15 minutes long. I didn't watch a single second of this match. Hey guys, did you know that Big Show's a giant? Yeah. Honestly, I was really concerned. Because when Roman Reigns was already in the ring, and we didn't know who his opponent was, they brought out Big Show, and my first thought was, but the Big Show's a giant. Mm -hmm. How is Roman Reigns going to defeat a giant? How? How? He's never done it before. These odds are insurmountable. He's a legitimate giant. He's never done it. Never. Dumb. Stupid. Big Show could barely walk. He has a blown out knee and they made him wrestle. Oh my god. It's dumb. Oh man. Why was this here? Uh, Big Show yelled that he's a giant. Then he put Roman Reigns in a bear hug. And my note for that is good. Slow it down. <laughs> this match sucked. Roman Reigns hit like his drive-by dropkick against Big Show who was against the top rope. And then Big Show who was against the middle rope. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Who gives a shit? Like fuck. This match sucked. Big Show looked old. Roman Reigns looked like he was just like kind of shitty and like a winning effort. It was just the crowd fucking hated it. Mm -hmm. This match sucked. Uh, there's a Superman punch and a spear. I, like that. That's it. I don't yep. care. Hey guys, Big Show loses. Surprising. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns wins. Like hey, I don't want to speak out of turn here. We got a pretty good. F this guy, he might have a chance to win the whole thing. He might. He, this guy might go all the way. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. He looked pretty good. He did. He might be going all the way here. Roman Reigns should do a choke slam. I just can't believe he should. Why cool. doesn't he do a choke slam? Wouldn't that make him look strong as fuck? He's not tall enough. Bullshit. Because he's a big guy, and it would make him look strong as fuck if he's that size doing a choke slam. I think so. That would be sick. I think it'd look really cool if he Oh, did. I think if Roman Reigns did a chokeslam, that'd be cool as hell. Yeah, if it was just big and fast because he's, he's exactly. smaller than a normal... But, but he could do one that looks kind of just, like, mean. Like, That's what he I can mean. drive... He can pick him up and drive him all the way down. If Bray Wyatt's doing that, like, standing, like, like, STO yeah. move... Yeah. Roman Reigns could do a chokeslam. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying not the... Throw the arm over the shoulder at No. I think if he gra if he grabbed, grabbed the guy him, like forcefully and all the way down with him, lifted and then followed him all the way down, that would honestly, if he lifted him and like threw him down and yeah. stayed standing, that would look sick. That would look sick. That would be really cool. Hmm. Oh, that'd be a way better finish. I don't like the spear that much. No. I'm kind of just over it. Um, ooh, somebody said give him a running big boot. It's hmm. not a bad idea. I, he's big enough. Yeah. But kind of like the Miz kind of uses like a running big boot as like a setup move, but I don't know. Roman Reigns doing a chokeslam would be really cool. Yeah. I Especially if it was like a snap chokeslam. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, Chris, Chris Owens. <laughs> Chris Dane Owens uh, versus Titus O'Neil. <laughs> Old CDO. Yep. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out. He has a microphone, which means he wins. Yes. And uh, he also cuts a promo, which is great. So And good. he says, uh, hey guys, I've got, uh, you, you like that song? You go buy it on iTunes, put a little change in my pocket. Pockets, which my gears ha which my gear has, because I'm great. 
Yep. And uh, he said, change. That's what I'm bringing to WWE. You guys want change? And everyone says, yes. And they're like, you tired of cheering the same old crap? Yay. And the crowd is fucking way behind him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he says, and, uh, and you guys don't cheer for that because you guys are smart. You're England. This, these are the smartest fans. And everybody goes, yay. And he goes, actually, you're the dumbest fans because you... Uh, you guys follow the monarchy, which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Which is great because he's Canadian. Yeah. But like, who in Canada gives a fuck about the the monarchy? Uh, only when they have babies. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens runs down uh, England and then says, when he wins the Intercontinental or the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, he will be the first man to ever win, ever hold the Intercontinental and World Heavyweight Championship at the same time, and then it will truly be. The Kevin Owens show. And then Titus O'Neil comes out. Uh, Titus starts out hot, hitting some of his moves. There's some back and forth where Kevin Owens is in control. Um, Titus O'Neil does what I can describe as a uh, backdrop ripcord spinning slam. So it's into a backdrop, mm-hmm. right? Like a, like, a, like a belly-to-back suplex. Mm-hmm. But he's holding the arm. I guess it's almost like a pump handle. Because he's holding the arm. Yeah, it is like a pump handle. So he picks him up. Like mm-hmm. a backdrop pump handle. Kevin Owens screams like a Wilhelm scream. He goes, Wah! He's great. Yep. As he has him up in this backdrop, he throws Kevin Owens down face first, but he's holding the arm. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Owens spins out and lands on his back. So he does like a full rotation and lands on his back. It was almost like Wade Barrett's Wasteland. Oh, yeah. But from a cradled position. So it was very interesting. That's I thought cool. that I thought that was a cool. I keep harping on the move because I thought it was really different and very cool looking. Uh, I like anything that's like a straight jacket or like a ripcord. Yeah, I think it always really looks cool. great. Uh, Kevin Owens hits a pop up power bomb out of nowhere and wins, and then puts on JBL's hat and stands next to the world title. Love it, Kevin Owens. Did you see that, Michael Cole? Yeah, Michael Cole, you geek. Take that, Millhouse. Oh no, he calls uh, Rich Brennan Millhouse. Did you see his uh, backstage Fallout segment with JoJo? Uh, he, th- hey, it's worth it. Go on WWE. Go on WWE's YouTube. Every like Tuesday or whatever, and just find Kevin Owens post match promo. They need to be on Raw because he's always laying down exhausted, and then he is mean to the interviewer. And usually he calls Rich Brennan Millhouse. That's awesome. This time he makes JoJo keep asking her question and then saying that she hasn't asked her question. And then he says her perfume is bothering him. And then he says, I'm out of here. He's on a rolling cart. He kicks something and rolls out of the shot. Fucking perfect. He's. Fucking oh, perfect. He's him. great. Love I him. love it. So much personality. Oh, God. I love how much he talks. Paige has an interview backstage. She says she took out the B in PCB, and now all that's left is the C. Not C's for cunt, guys. <laughs> and if you're British, that means that's a term of endearment. This yeah. is America. It does not mean the same thing. Uh-uh. Nope. Cannot say that. Cunt what? Cunt what? Uh, Paige versus Becky Lynch. They edited out the sound so hard. Like... Pages cheered so much, and it is like you could hear a pin drop. It is so... It was gross. The crowd's going nuts, Uh and uh, that you would not tell if you were just paying attention to the audio here. Mm -mm. I don't know. Um, This is weird. Back and forth through this match, Paige hits a rampage, and then uh, Becky gets a rope break. And uh, Paige goes for the uh, PTO, but it's fought off. There's a a roll-up by Paige, and then it's reversed by Becky who grabs the tights on Paige and gets the win. Twice now she's lost in England. This is quickly negated. As Paige attacks Becky, 
and then puts a beat down on her and locks in the PTO on a table. I have so much, I have so many problems with this segment. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> One, why do you edit out the sound? Oh my God, they're in England and they're cheering for Paige. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yeah. It's not what they wanted. Awful. Awful. Yeah, that's what they do in England. They cheer for the person who's... Oh no, they cheered for Neville too. What the fuck? Stop doing this. Stop making yourself look like buffoons. Oh, Paige is getting cheered and Charlotte's getting booed. We better edit the sound. Oh, we won't edit Charlotte's boos out. We'll just edit Paige's cheers. <laughs> One, what are you thinking? Two, do you think you have it booked backwards? Three, why does Becky Lynch win here? Four, why do you do a post-match beatdown that negates the win? Five, why are you doing a PTO on the table? Does it do more damage on the table? These questions and more next week on Raw. What the fuck? I hated this segment. Oh, this segment was The only bad. thing I liked was Becky did two suplexes. Yeah. Fuck this. No, nothing looked good. Nobody looked good. Becky was wearing, like, so much bronzer, she looked green compared to, Kate, to Paige. Charlotte comes down and makes the save. She gets booed out of the fucking building. It just, I don't know. Like, this is what we talked about. I don't know if it was specifically during this match, but we talked about it while we were watching Raw last night. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you listening to the crowd? You can make money if you just listen to the crowd. We talked about it during the Cesaro match. What, like, why Why would you not? They're giving you free money by telling you what they want. <laughs> it's so funny to watch them, like, do this segment, and it's so booked fucking backwards. Also, the only... I just thought of this. The only way Becky... I keep thinking about Becky Lynch wins. Right. Why? Why would you do this? Other than it's going to be a triple threat match at the pay-per-view. Which it shouldn't be. And it's not going to be. I so don't... why do it? I don't fucking understand. And then why does she win with a, a, a roll-up? Where she grabs the tights. Yeah. Because that's what Paige did in the, in the roll-up right before that. She grabbed Becky's tights. So it's like, oh, Becky did it back to her. I don't get it. It's dumb. It doesn't make her look good. Becky's better than that. So's Paige. None of this makes sense. Whatever. At least I, you don't I get love... the Bellas. Oh, God. No kidding. Whatever. Okay. I don't. I gotta stop being... I care more about it than they do, so I gotta stop. Uh, I gotta chill the fuck out. Miz versus Ziggler in, in an opening round matchup for this... Uh, for the world title tournament title. Tournament. Um, the... The roster so thin, Miz has to wrestle. Funny thing is, it's not every so time they well, they just have a bunch of there's no there's no stars. No, I hope that this is very apparent. They've pushed no one to be a star, and now they have no stars. Yeah, crazy. I know. It's just dumb. You have a bunch of mid carters, and one of them is gonna win the title. Jesus, yeah, holy shit. Yep. Uh, every time I, I see Dolph Ziggler, he looks fucking worse. <laughs> What's wrong, man? It's true, though. What the fuck? He just looks like... He looks like... He looks like a fucking mess. He just looks like a mess. He's like, yeah, I'm doing, like, this 80s thing. Here's, like, some... Like, it's, like, Motley Crue, Dolph Ziggler crew, whatever. 
and then like he's wearing like headbands and then he's doing like the line across the face like Tommy Lee it's not 2008 the 80s revival thing is come and gone dude you missed the boat yeah man that's it I don't know uh, Miz does not do his neckbreaker spot. He does the first, the knee spot, and then almost goes, and then almost does the neckbreaker and gets uh, thrown off. The Miz focuses on the leg, so that way he can go for the figure four. But don't worry, the Miz didn't do his neckbreaker spot again. Twice. Twice in one match, he did not do the neckbreaker spot that he never hits. Two times. Why Stop. go for it? Why do you keep going? Locks in the figure four. Ziggler fights out, hits a super kick, wins. Okay, whatever. He hits a super... I hope a super kick's new, his new finisher. Everyone does it. Just give it to Ziggler. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Del Rio and Zeb come out and cut a promo. Uh, Zeb Coulter is on a UK rascal. Um, I, they're, haters. Hey, England has haters. There will be haters. This is the worst fucking promo. Nobody gave a shit. This is a waste of everyone's time. You paid for Del Rio to come back for this. That's all I'm gonna say. They're just booking him the same. You way paid they were. for Del Rio to come back for this. Why? They're booking him the exact same way as they used to. It's it stinks. The critic. Natty versus Naomi. Not uh, Sasha throws Natty into the post. Uh, Naomi's down in the middle of the ring, and Natty starts chanting, "We want Sasha." Who's the heel? I don't understand any of this. Hey, but you know what? At least this it, there's two diva storylines going on right now. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it, that's great. Yeah. I really enjoyed that part of it. And the fact that the diva's champion isn't wrestling against anybody. Yep. Uh, roll up on Naomi. There's a post-match. And Natty gets the win. There's a post-match sharpshooter on Sasha. And then... Uh, Team Bad all beat down Natty, and then uh, Sasha locks in the bank statement. Leading eventually to Natty versus Sasha at the pay-per-view, I assume. Which will be a good match. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Sheamus versus Cesaro. Match of the night, easily. Hands down, far and away. Right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Who would have thought, though? Yeah. I mean, they always have a good match, but holy crap, this this was really fun. Yep. Uh, they do a segment of, during the commercial, Wade Barrett yelled at uh, Mickey Rooney. Wayne Rooney. At Wayne Rooney. He should yell at Mickey Rooney. He should. Why aren't more people yelling at Mickey Rooney? Is he still alive? Is Mickey Rooney still alive? <clears throat> Mickey Rooney died. April 6, 2014, at age 93. Bummer. Bummer. Sorry. Sorry, Mickey Rooney. Go yell at his grave. Go yell. Somebody go scream at Mickey Rooney. Thank you. Uh, Battering Ram gets reversed into an uppercut by Cesaro, who is so fucking over with this crowd. So over. Uh, Cesaro does that Misawa up and over over the top over the top rope onto the apron, which he made look fucking effortless. There's a uh, seated second rope arm flip that uh, Sheamus does. So Cesaro's sitting on the top rope, mm-hmm. like you know, like oh someone's gonna give him a superplex, like sitting on the top rope on right. the top turnbuckle. Sheamus walks over. Puts his back to Cesaro's legs, grabs Cesaro by the arms and pulls his arms over, like Sheamus pulls Cesaro's arms over his head and then pulls and flips him. It looked fucking cool. It was really cool. This was such an awesome match. This match fucking ruled. This match was better than anything we've seen out of anything on anything in such a long time. These guys were great. This was a pay-per-view quality match that happened on Raw as a throwaway. I thought this match was really incredible. The 
there's an Irish curse backbreaker. I, there's an Irish curse backbreaker that gets reversed in, into the Albemarle water slide, which is that reverse torture rack into the slam. Yeah. Which Cesaro should use way more because it looks fucking phenomenal. It's so man. Um, Cesaro lifts Sheamus for a suplex. Gets reversed by Sheamus, who suplexes Cesaro over the top rope, who pulls Sheamus down over the top rope with him, off the turnbuckle, or I'm sorry, off the apron, down onto the floor. That suicide suplex that Scott Lost used to use in um, yeah. in PWG. Fuck. Fucking phenomenal. So, so cool. What a great show. Sheamus sucks, but not in the way that I think people think he sucks. Right. He's booked so boring... And then is made to have boring matches with people that aren't very good. Absolutely. Sheamus against Cesaro. Sheamus against Barrett. Sheamus against Neville. Like, they have fucking cool matches that are really innovative and different. Yeah, Sheamus is actually pretty fun. He's fun to watch when he's put with, like, the right people. Mm -hmm. It's just, unfortunately, his matches are pretty much the same every other time. Yeah. I can't wait till he wrestles Del Rio again. Oh, God. That's gonna be great. Can't wait for Del Rio Ziggler again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this crowd is quiet pretty much through like the whole night, and then wrestling happens, and everybody chants, "This is awesome." Weird. I don't. I get that it's Weird. not like that. I get that it's not like that with every crowd. I understand. This crowd was definitely here for more in-ring performance than they were the pageantry of it. Yeah. This match was in-ring performance and fucking perfectly done. I loved this match. I cannot say enough good things about it. If you didn't watch Raw, if you're just like listening to this review, whatever, I cannot recommend to you enough to go watch this match. It yeah. was a blast. It was a really good time. These guys beat the shit out of each other for entertainment. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, there's a springboard uppercut that gets caught into white noise. Wow. Fuck. That was so cool. Sheamus is incredible he's man. so strong and he's so is cesaro these guys beat the shit out of each other i had so much fun watch I, I, we tweeted we could watch these guys wrestle a hundred times and yeah. it would always be an entertaining match yeah they can both go they can both fucking wrestle it's really unfortunate that neither one really gets to <laughs> yeah which is cesaro weird. is over strictly based on his in-ring performance sheamus could be the same yeah he really could that's it he really could I really have no doubt about that. Broke kick gets stopped into the sharpshooter. Take two. Broke kick gets stopped and he gets put in the sharpshooter. Which, man, that looked so good. So great. Uh, uppercuts all over the place by Cesaro. Sheamus gets put on the, dro- uh, the top rope and then gets drop kicked. The crowd's going uh, fucking bonkers. Man, this match was fun. Cesaro... Sheamus is over on the barricade on the outside. Cesaro runs all the way around and hits that running barricade uppercut. Love it. This gives... uh, Cesaro goes out into, like, the crowd and he does his celebration with everyone. Uh, Barrett causes a distraction. uh, Enough time for Sheamus to attack. Mm -hmm. Sheamus tosses Cesaro back in the ring and he gets in and they're both... And now he's yelling at Wayne Rooney. Uh, Barrett goes over to to get in Wayne Rooney's face and uh, Wayne Rooney slaps him. Yeah. He goes, like a cat. Like a... Bops him, he bops him on the nose like he cat. Uh, that's what Wayne Rooney does, and uh, Barrett sells it like he just got punched by the big show. Uh, Cesaro locks in the Dos Caras clutch, or the Cesaro roll, or whatever we're going to call it, and he wins. It's awesome. Oh, that was great. Um, match of the night, hands oh, down, far yeah. and away. Uh, Ambrose versus Breeze. We get a little Breeze backstage interview where he... Uh, 
where he says uh, Dean Ambrose looks like trailer trash and uh, he's going to win. Breeze's Titan Tron is on his way to the ring. It was just his face uh, and it just stayed. So bad. Whoops. Man, Um, that was bad. Ambrose at the beginning of the match goes for a dive on Breeze who's on the outside, but Breeze pulls Summer Rae in the way, uh, gets back in the ring to attack uh, Ambrose, but Ambrose knocks him down to the outside again and then dives on him. Uh, Breeze hits the supermodel kick. Ambrose gets tossed into a barricade. There's some roll-up sequence halfway through. Uh, Breeze goes for a pin with his feet on the ropes, but Dean Ambrose kicks out. Ambrose hits the rebound clothesline. It's the uh, drop kick, missile drop kick, or like the front drop kick off the top rope. Uh, hurts his shoulder, putting that in quotes. Uh, there's a single arm straight jacket back break, uh, backcracker that Breeze been, has been using, which I think he should use as a finish. Um, it's the single, it's the arm wrapped around like like a uh, straight jacket, but only one. Mm-hmm. And then Breeze takes hold and pulls him down into a sideways backcracker, which I, I got, I fucking love that move. I think that's so cool. Uh, Ambrose wins with a small package. So Tyler Breeze debut and WWE own one. I don't care that people said he looks strong and he only lost by a roll up. It's his debut. He lost 0 1. Yep. Why wouldn't you put him against Ziggler? Let him win. They look too similar? I don't know. They're supposed to have a feud of some kind, right? Why would your opening round matchup not be these two? Breeze goes over somehow. Yeah. You know, some by hook or by crook, he wins. And then in round two, Ziggler causes the distraction. Setting up a match for the pay-per-view. Right. It, I, am I nuts? I would love to know. Let us know. At Go Home Show on Twitter. Is am the, I fucking crazy? Is the final round going to be Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns? Yes. Are you serious? That's... Are you... I can't tell if you're kidding. Look at the bracket online. Roman Reigns is all the way in the top left. Dean Ambrose is all the way in the bottom right. Are you serious? Yes, I, that, that's exactly what's happening. I, I just... I yes, 110%. I just hadn't thought about it. I'll bet you it. money right now. No, no, I know that's what's going to happen. Oh, man, that's going to that's gonna suck. New Day versus Neville and the Light Blusos. Uh, New Day comes out and cuts a promo. Uh, they do their round and round kicks. There's heat on Unoso. Uh, hot tag to Neville. An Uso dives. Neville hits a corkscrew moonsault to the outside from the top rope. I thought that looked great. He goes for the red arrow. Jumps down. Um, kicks Woods, and then goes for the right arrow again. Big E tosses him off. Woods hits nothing, just gets the pin with his feet on the ropes. The end. That's your main event match. This is weird. Way Bryant promo. Uh, he comes down and he says, hey, brothers of destruction, you guys suck and I have all your magic. And then their Titan Tr- the Titan Tron does reverse of what it did last week, and then the brothers of destruction show up. The Wyatts circle the ring. Mm-hmm. You ready for the worst thing that happened on Raw? The Wyatt family attacks Undertaker and, B- and Big Show and Kane. Yeah. Undertaker and Kane double choke slam Wyatt, or I'm sorry, double choke slam. Uh, actually, let's go in order. Wyatts circle the ring. Mm-hmm. Bray's on the inside. Undertaker punches Bray, effectively taking him out. Uh, Rowan and Harper. Attack, get tossed. Braun Strowman comes in. Ronan and Harper come back in. Braun Strowman's in the ring now. He's in the ring. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's in the fucking ring. Braun Strowman is standing in the ring. He's not on the outside. He's not on the apron. He's inside of the ring, inside the ropes. As he is inside the ropes, Harper and Rowan come in. 
they get chokeslammed by The Undertaker and Kane. Strowman does nothing. Nothing to prevent this. He froze. He stands there like a fucking dunce and watches it happen as the as as the Undertaker and Kane turn their backs on Braun Strowman. He does nothing. He does fuck all as his brothers uh-huh. get chokeslammed. Uh-huh. Are you out of your fucking <laughs> mind? Okay. Whatever. Let's just say okay. <laughs> Let's say on the planet where this takes place, that's regular. Why not? Then Braun Strowman, who's an untouchable monster, is grabbed by Big Show and Kane and tossed outside the ring. I keep calling him Big Show. Sorry. Undertaker and Kane. Tossed outside the ring. Braun Strowman on the outside. And then they pick him up and throw him over the announce table. And then they go and attack Bray Wyatt. The two men mm-hmm. have now successfully defeated the four men. Mm-hmm. And there's no point in having the match on the pay-per-view as we've just gotten the payoff 13 days before the pay-per-view. Right. This is the craziest fucking thing. Uh-huh. I cannot believe in five minutes they took all of the wind out of the sails. Oh, yeah. It was bad. I mean, they should have told you when you first... You had to fly through a portal to see that promo. This was fucking awful. And this, like, left such a bad taste in my mouth with Raw. Yeah. I hated Raw. It's... uh... I thought Raw was roundly, really poorly executed. I thought this was a spotlight on how they haven't built any stars. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was obvious what the fuck was going on match to match. Mm -hmm. I thought you had one good wrestling match and that was it in a whole three hour program. I thought promos pretty much sucked all around. I thought Owens, I thought Owens had a good promo. I thought Breeze had a decent promo with Summer Rae backstage. But that was it. That was really it. Nobody else really had a promo. I thought a lot, I thought a lot of this show was really, really bad. And and coming off a couple of weeks that were pretty good, I, I was incredibly disappointed with this. England, England is typically a crowd that's like loud the whole time. And Hey, look at us. Two things. One, they weren't this time because I think they're in Manchester and not London. Two, didn't matter if they were loud. They just got edited. Yeah. So who gives a shit? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought this was fucking awful. I thought this Raw was really bad, and I feel bad for all the people who were there because there was nothing fun to watch. Yeah. Now, it might have been the fact that they had to scramble to get together a decent card. Bullshit! You have a wide-open book. Why book a 16-man tournament that's going to have Kalisto and Titus O'Neil and The Miz when you could book an 8-man tournament? Right, right. And And I totally agree with the booking of that, but it's just like, okay... You know, whatever they had in terms of, like, story and momentum is shot now. And WWE's always... But you can do anything. Right. But WWE's always really bad at thinking on the fly. This is so inside the box, they could have done anything. And and that's the ultimate thing that I think made it suck so much, is that rather than it being, hey, let's do an eight-man thing, let's make it make more sense, Mm -hmm. it just exposed how bad WWE adapts to a change and how shitty their entire card is because who are your top guys? 
Who are your top guys? Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, The Big Show. It just sucks. Survivor Series looks like shit. <laughs> it does, man. That's it. We did it. Yep. Episode eighty four of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. Uh, thanks for thanks thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, you guys can get a hold of us on Twitter at Go Home Show. Email Go Home Show at mega64.com. Uh, go Home Show Facebook.com slash the Go Home Show on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a five star rating or something. It does something for us, I guess. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Um, where else? How about twitch.tv slash Eric Bedore, but maybe coming down, coming to Mega64's uh, podcast channel soon. Maybe. Maybe. Um, anything else? Did I miss anything, Brian? Did, we did it. Uh, episode 84 of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. Brian, do you have any final uh, final thoughts, parting words for these fine-feathered folks at home? Day. It's new day, yo. New day coming. You won't go home. <laughs>